Hello and welcome to High Tech Redneck, where we talk about hunting, fishing, camping, and prepping. If you are a previous listener, I want to thank you for coming back. If you're a new listener, I want to thank you for the time that you took out of your day to sit down and listen to this podcast. And hopefully, you might be a little bit more informed on these subjects by the time the podcast is over. And hopefully, you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you. I want to start this podcast out with a little story. Back in December of 2004, state of Ohio, we had a snowstorm slash ice storm. Knocked out power for 14 days. Now, some of you could say that kind of sucks. Some of you say, well, you're a prepper. Did Was you guys prepared for this? Well, to answer that question is, yeah, did it suck? Yes, very much so. Was we prepared? No, we were way underprepared. Why? Because at that time, I was only maybe five or six, maybe... At the most, I was probably eight. Without actually doing the correct math, you know, I'm just rough guessing here. But I do remember, though, my dad hanging blankets up around the doorways that we weren't really going to be in and out of much to cut down on the utilize space for our stove in order to heat the house we had to cut down the living space from whatever cubic foot it was down to just a few you know basically it was like down to like 25 or so like it wasn't very much we just used the living room and kitchen the most and then we hung blankets up on one back room which was my room because i didn't have a door at the time And then we hung plastic over a back door in the windows to help block the air from coming in and to help insulate a little better. We had to use the gas cook stove for heat in the house. And, you know, our fridge was out, so we had to take stuff outside and dig into snowbanks in order to keep cold food cold so it'd stay good. And, you know, I, to this day, like, I'm still surprised that actually we didn't lose a lot more, have to replace a lot more stuff. Because pipes could have bursted, you know, we could have lost everything on food-wise. Because, I mean, it was around Christmas, we had a lot of stuff. I mean, we were getting ready for Christmas dinner and stuff. But, you know, we lost very minimal stuff, no pipes bursted. And, you know, we got lucky. But if we'd had a generator, kerosene heaters, you know, it wouldn't have been so bad. Along with if we'd had a way to properly store food outside a little bit better besides just digging into the snowbank. You know, if we'd had coolers, we could have stuffed down, we could have dug a hole in the snowbank, covered it back up with snow, put a little bit of snow inside, and then put the food in there. And it would have been a little bit more organized than just food scattered here, there, and yonder in these snowbanks. So, with the mood set there, what I want to talk about right now is, yes, if you lose power, yes, you can survive. But there's preventative measurements that you can take now before it gets too bad. And, you know, save yourself in the long run some time and some headache. Like buying a backup generator. You could even, some, some, uh, States and towns do free uh, solar power. 
So you can get solar panels installed onto your house for nothing. And that's a backup source of electricity. And yes, that's still classified as prepping because you're being prepared for a power outage. And then turn, you can put a backup heater in like a wood burner or something. But don't forget to stock up on the firewood that you're going to need. Another thing is you could also do adequate food storage for if your power goes out and you don't have a generator. Like I said, buy a bunch of Starfoam coolers up and then you can stuff them down in snow and then put snow in them or just put snow in them in general. And that'll help. And along with, if you use it for just, you know, stuff, you could also take another one, okay? Another cooler. Bring it into your house with snow. Have clean water to wash your hands. Wash dishes off. And drink if you have to, but don't use the same ones that you wash your hands and wash your dishes for. That would, ugh, it's just gross. It's unsanitary. So maybe I should have specifically said that in the beginning. But be more prepared, though. Buy flashlights up down. After Christmas, you know, you can buy those Ozark trail packs that of like 10 or so flashlights for 10 bucks now. You can get them on sale for five bucks after the holidays. And they come with batteries. But you could also buy extra batteries and store them. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Royal King, Harbor Freight, Tractor Supply Co. You know, any sporting goods place that sells sporting goods and buy an ammo can. And you can store small flashlights in there. Candles, lighters, matches, you know, batteries. Put it in a central location to where everybody knows where it's at. And if you do that, well then, you know, you can, you know, be more prepared. Make sure also, though, if you have like a kerosene heater or a generator, make sure you keep fuel on hand. Because, you know, what's the point of having the heater or a generator and not having fuel? But another thing is, though, you could also get one of them battery-operated style heaters where it runs on, I think, their C's or D's. And, you know, you could run one of those. Because also they have, some of them have a tip over protection deal to where they shut off if it accidentally gets knocked over by a pet or a kid, which would be smart to have. And stock up on bl some small blankets to wear like they're just, or f go to like some, like a fabric store, buy fleece. Fleece is one of the best things that you can possibly have because it's thin, but yet also warm. And, you know, you can also hang it up on the doorways. Like I said, you could block off doorways like we did back in 04. You can hang it up around windows to block the wind off instead of plastic. And you can also use it to cover up. So it's a multi-purpose thing. And, you know, if you have... If you have the time... And, and, and you know, you don't have to have hours upon hours upon hours. You don't have to spend a whole weekend. You can spend an hour or two a day, five minutes a day, whatever... Come up with a plan for prepping for the wintertime, since that's what we're talking about. You could literally set a plan for that. Like, okay, if we have a power outage, okay, say, Joey, you know where the flashlights are and the extra batteries. Okay, that's your duty. You could say, look, Susie, your job's to get the fleece out of the closet in there and bring it to your dad so he can hang it up around the doorways. You know, and then, you know... You have your own deal of, okay, well, now I've got to go get, you know, the generator fired up or 
I've got to get the kerosene heater or I got to get the food, you know, put in the cold storage and then, you know, you know, whatever the case may be. Or it could just be all on you to where it's okay. I've got to think this is my steps that I'm going to take. I'm going to get the flashlights ready because the kids are going to panic or whatever. I'm going to get the, the doorways and windows blocked off and then I'm going to get the heat going and then I'm going to get the food prepped to where it can be in cold storage. And, you know, just have that contingency plan and run it every so often. You don't even have to run it in the wintertime. You can run it in the summer, spring, fall, you know. And practicing it will help it become a muscle memory. So when it happens, you just go, boom, okay, jump into action. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's do this. We've got this. And, you know, once you start small, like, say, prepping for a power outage. Okay, well, now up, up it to prepping for a... You know, freak snowstorm, up it a little bit, stock up on food, stock up on, you know, more batteries, stock up on this, that, and the other, to where you can go at least three weeks to, you know, then turn around after that, you can go up to like tornadoes, floods, you know, bigger bigger natural disasters, and you could end up doing things like that. And then turn around, you know, you could end up eventually being the person that everybody's calling up with these type of natural disasters. We're going, hey, you got enough supply for me. And then all you got to do is tell them, well, if you can bring, you know, whatever's going to like perishable food items that, you know, might go to waste while, you know, you're not home or whatever. If we have to go this long without power, you know, bring that over. We could use that. If you have any extra batteries or flashlights, bring those. If you have any extra fuel, bring it. You know, you can have them contribute. But where do you draw that line, though, now? The question is, it's where do you draw that line? Okay. On drawing that line, I mean, if you have 15, 20, 30 people asking you to come over, where do you draw that line and say, sorry, I can't? Because then they're going to be like, well, he's an asshole. Or, well, he's a jerk. Because, you know, he said no, and he's got all these supplies. Well, but, you know... Me personally, it's if you live in an area where it could happen, you got to take those precautions and jump on that scenario and start prepping for that. You can't wait till it happens and then be like, well, now I got to run to the store, beat the crowd, and then poor old, you know, you know, the poor old lady down the road, you know, Linda, you know, she, she might be there trying to get, you know, batteries for her flashlight and stuff. Last pack, well, now you're kind of screwed. Or you buy the last pack and she may need them for, you know, a medical device that she has for running on backup batteries. Yet you just bought that last pack. But yet if you would have bought the battery sooner, she might have been able to get that and then have it for whatever, you know, she may need it. I mean, you know, it, it just, it's just things that you need to think about. Wintertime, you know, stock up on, like I said, extra blankets, extra you know, fuel, batteries, things like that, just so you could be prepared for if a big issue does hit. And another thing you could do is stock up on winter clothing, like gloves, hats, scarves, couple extra jackets. You know, stock up on wool socks, because not only can wool socks you be used on your feet, but you can also cut the ends off, use liquid stitch, make small uh, gloves out of them, you know, you can layer up, and then you can cut back on your fuel cost, 
on your, say, maybe the kerosene heaters, whatever type of heater you got, it may be... It may be even a battery-operated heater. You could cut back on the battery usage and use it longer if you need, you know, fuel supply in a generator. Well, yet your generator is also running your heater because it's electric. Well, you can cut back on that too and just keep it to where it keeps the pipes from freezing and stuff. And you could utilize that elsewhere for something that's a little bit more important. And... Yeah, that's the main things. It's just basically stay safe, stay warm, and avoid just being stupid. And, you know, I, I say that, you know, kind of jokingly, but I mean it wholeheartedly, though, because, see, a lot of people get stupid, and, you know, they rush out, they buy a bunch of stuff, and then, you know, and it's all stuff that goes bad. With, and, you know, if, say, you don't have a way to keep your stuff cold, you know, it goes bad. So people run out there, they buy a bunch of milk, and then, you know, and which I've never understood. It's the two main things that people ever go buy, like when a snowstorm's hitting or a real bad rainstorm or something, you know. Bread and milk. And eggs. Okay, well, if you don't have a way to keep the eggs and milk cold, you're kind of screwed. The bread, on the other hand, it's not so bad. But the problem is, though, you know, you need to kind of start preparing now. Even looking doing recipes for homemade breads that where they don't need self-rising yeast or stupidly high temperatures. Learn to can, you know, so where you can have stuff to eat, you know, out of a jar if you have to. Stock up on raviolis. Sardines, tuna, protein bars, peanut butter, things like that that ain't going to go bad. And then turn on, if, if you're afraid it's going to go bad, just take and cycle through it every so many months. Just pull out the old, use it up, restock in the back, but take a Sharpie, write on it when you bought it, okay? So then you can stand, okay, you say you bought it back in January last year, well here it is. You know, coming up to December. Well, let's use it up. And then, you know, just keep cycling through it. And, you know, that's just like with water. Stock up on it. So you don't have to go out and rush out and buy it. And then hopefully, you know, there's still some water left. For a natural disaster type deal. And if you know somebody who has a spring, a natural spring on their property... Get in good with them and make sure, you know, it's cool if you come over and get some. Go and get gallon jugs. Save your milk jugs. Save, you know, water jugs. Go to Home Depot, buy five-gallon buckets, wash them out real good, and then use those for the water. I mean, there's multiple things you can do to prepare for winter. So, with that being said, I think I'm actually going to end this podcast here. We'll pick up on another podcast on... A little bit more better ways on how to store stuff for winter time. But I just figured with it being winter time here, December, you know, it's already the 16th of December. Got our first good snowfall of the year here in Ohio. I just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because, you know, it's the 16th. It's getting that time of year where it's starting to get crappy. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, you know, 
leave me a comment. You know, hopefully you follow. Leave me a comment if you liked it. I mean, even if you didn't like it, there might be something I might do later. But just give me a follow. And, you know, look for me over on YouTube. It's High Tech Redneck on YouTube. And then I've got a Facebook account. It's High Tech Redneck. Give me a follow on both of those. I do different things on YouTube and I do different things on the Facebook page. So just give me a follow on there. And follow me on here on the podcast, whatever it may be you're listening on. If it's Google Podcast, if it's iHeartRadio or whatever it is. And just, you know, and if you've seen the podcast, okay, before I end it, if you see the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, but yet you come over to my Facebook page, High Tech Redneck YouTube on Facebook, if you go over there, post to the page and tell me how you found the page. Please do that. And if you found me on YouTube and then you went over to the Facebook page, you know, and then you found out about the podcasts. Well, still, tell me, you know, how you found me first and then where you went from there with it. And, you know, that would be awesome to do because I want to really get into more interactive content here and find out where all my viewers are coming from on the Facebook page. So thank you. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And this was the beginning part of prepping for winter from High Tech Redneck. Thank you. Have a good day.